You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Take one. Knock, knock. Good ass. We're Stephen and Dana, and we can't believe you thought I'd look podcast. A podcast. We're so glad you're listening to it. We would never listen to it. I don't even want to listen to it to edit it. I don't even want to wake up in the morning. We're Stephen and Dana, and we're in the room. Good morning in the rumors. Oh God, that's so annoying. I need so much attention. Um, good morning. Good morning in the rumors. Um, I assume that you're listening to this on your way to work, on your way to the grocery store, just getting up, washing the dishes. Um, who am I leaving out? I feel like that's it. Oh, going to school, maybe? Um, going to the nanny? All of those things. Good morning. Um, so this past weekend, Stephen and I were lucky enough to attend BroadwayCon with the Broadway Podcast Network. It was so fancy. It was our first year. And let us know if you were there because we met a lot of people some of them were fans like can you even believe can you believe we had a live episode with nancy opal and it was a half hour and we created a wheel of opportunity so it was basically us spinning a wheel with a whole bunch of categories and nancy opal was answering them and being a queen and it was hilarious and i don't know it was just what steven and i had wanted to do since we started this podcast as a passion project. You know, we thought at some point we'll do more live shows. So without further ado, here's our podcast episode with Nancy Opal and our live moment that we had in the room with all of you. It was so, so much fun. She's so ridiculous. We're so honored that she came to play. Enjoy. So welcome to Knitting for the Theater. We're talking about how knitting helps us with anxiety disorder because none of us are anxious in this industry. So uh, this is in the room with Stephen and Dana, so I just have to read that. I was uh, reading a little something here. Uh, The description of your guys' thing, I just about peed my pants in the corner and I'm wearing Depends. Um, The twice-monthly podcast delivers intimate fly-on-the-wall interviews with theater legends, up-and-comers. Get ready for the list. Here we go. Award-winning luminaries, drag queens, comedians, actors, directors, homeless people, uh, composers, um, company managers, the guy at the MTA booth called Hal, agents, backstage crew, and everyone in between, and I inserted a few things in there, it's not actually true, but don't you love that that's what you're going to hear about in a second? That's what I'm saying, and don't you love that, uh, clearly, you know, they didn't uh, call me and say they're going to go to my closet and raid what I wear. I wear this one to go to sleep at night. So I think these two should take it away, and we're gonna later give a little seminar uh, in the hallway about how to knit Knitting to help socks with your. Is the best. Yeah, for your anxiety. <laughs> Welcome to theater for the anxiety. Take it away, kids. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh. I'm I'm Stephen Farizy. And I'm Dana Craig. Thank you so much for being here. Um, as you can see, we're here with the legend. Legend. That is Nancy Opa. Legend. They were like, who do you want to interview? And we're like, Nancy, Nancy Opal. Opal. 
Um, and look, she's available in knitting. So um, they came to my house. Yes, we, we got to interview her, and that episode of our podcast is dropping this Tuesday, but we thought we would bring you a fun game to BroadwayCon, like some exclusive content. Uh, yeah, so we're and if doing... you want to hear like where she went to college and all of that, listen to the episode on Tuesday. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so it's today... very, very interesting. <laughs> Today we bring you the Wheel of Opportunity. Oh my God. So for the next half hour, we are going to be spinning the wheel, and wherever it lands, it lands. And that will dictate what happens next. Do you want to describe some of the things that are going to be going on? Well, I, I can't see them. Now they can't see them. Um, I know that there are two slots for Ask Nancy. That means you will have an opportunity to ask Nancy all of your Nancy Opal questions. We have a... Um, a vocal improv game, which I'll tell you about then, because I'm not really sure how it's going to work, um, but it'll be fun. I was, afra- I was, only afra- last I was afraid it was going to be riffing, in which case... <laughs> well, <laughs> we you'd have to call somebody podcast. else. You'd have to call, like, Telly Leung to do that. <laughs> Correct. You could ask Telly. first. Broadway first. Nancy will tell us about a first-time Broadway experience of hers. She's had a lot of Broadway experiences. Sondheim story time. Ooh. Self-explanatory. Yeah. I just hope we don't keep landing on the same one over and over again, <laughs> because that would be really embarrassing. Uh, Broadway blooper. A time something went not the way it was supposed to, and how one... Recovers. Inspiration Station. A time Nancy was an audience member for a performance that was particularly inspiring to her. Anything Goes. She will either tell us a story about her time with Anything Goes, or she will tell us whatever she wants because, say it with me, Anything Anything Goes. Mandarin 101. What does that mean? Nancy Opal is learning Mandarin. So she will teach us something in Mandarin that we can then take home you guys, for all of take our away, Mandarin Take away needs. from this panel. Broadway blind spot. Nancy will admit to an area or show of Broadway that she knows <laughs> nothing about. Also, I have plenty of those. Now, if we landed on that a lot, I'd be okay, because I could think of a lot of things. <laughs> and we'll open it up. If she says, I don't know anything about Dear Evan Hansen, and someone here does, you're going to have to tell her about it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All oh, right. I, like I hope we ra- I hope we land on that one a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I know exactly what to do. Education works both ways. Yes. So let the games begin, shall we? Oh my goodness. Is that? I mean, that's it. Let's do it. That's it. Glad I can see this. Vocal improv game. Well. <laughs> so now she could be lying because I can't see it. All right. No, I'm, I'm being truthful. All right. Um, so this is, we need a suggestion from the audience of a place. Anything, just spit it out. Come. Oh, Barcelona's good. Okay. <laughs> okay, and the way this do we works, have to have? This, this, the way this works is that we'll start with Barcelona. Sure. Because you heard something. I, I heard, and the song was easy. To okay, good. Yeah, that is easy. It's and a good then, start. And then as we get inspired to tap out, we'll keep doing that. Does what does the basement have to do with anything? 
Oh, we don't have to keep going. No. That wasn't no. like the second thing I'm going, Barcelona, okay, I know the song. Okay, we'll I can do the song. No, there will be and then no, I have to think uh, of something that has basement in it. Carolina change mashup today. But maybe next year's panel. We I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, if you I say got- Barcelona, sing a song, and it ends with the word mind, and then I'm like, ooh, mind. Uh, something on my mind. I don't know enough of these lyrics. Okay. Um, where you going, Barcelona? Oh, don't wake oh, up. Oklahoma, where the wind comes down the vein and the waving wheat. Wait a minute, so Dana, sweet. that was the worst thing I ever heard. <laughs> 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 Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain, where the waving wheat can sure smell sweet, where the wind comes right behind the rain. Don't, Don't tell me not, not to live, live just sit and potter. Nice candy on the sun's a bowl of butter. Don't, Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Before when the parade passes by, I'm going to go and taste Saturday's high life before the parade passes by. Bye, bye, birdies. The army's got you now. Bye, bye, birdie. Somehow. Uh, you know what? They should work on their lyrics. I think I've done pretty well. <laughs> Nancy Opal, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the vocal improv game. Wow, that was stressful. Let's go. <laughs> Inspiration Station. Ooh. Good, good Lord. All right. Um, you know what? I have to say that my, my inspirations really came from before I got to New York. Because a lot of times, when you, once you get to New York and you start to work, you don't get a lot of chance to go out and see stuff. I mean, sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. Ooh, you know what? I do want, know one. Because I went to school here for a while. Um, um, you know who was great? And this isn't a musical. Frank Langella in Dracula was the... Yeah, yes, there are people here that are old enough to have seen that. Yes, it was it was spectacular. Yeah, when you he was indeed hot. So no, seriously, he was he was so 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 good. And I remember when I was in school, we went to the worst things because they just give us free tickets to bad things, like the night of the tribods. What? I know. I can remember the title because I went, what is the night of the Tribods? <laughs> I went to see it, and I still don't know what it was. But, but the, one of the great things we saw was that. Another great thing that I saw, I'm sorry, I went to, I went to drama school. I didn't go to like musical theater school. Um, one of the other things I saw was Irene Worth in Cherry Orchard. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was good. And you know who else was in it? Meryl Streep. With a teeny, weeny, weeny little part because she was young then. Yeah. Teeny weeny little streep. Yeah. Ooh, Teeny weeny streep. A peep of the streep. Does that was that okay for inspiration? Yes. Oh, and also inspired. Barbara Cook in anything. In anything. Barbara Cook in anything, because that voice, you just kind of go, I, I can't even believe I'm listening to this, because it's sort of otherworldly perfect. All right. I spun the wheel. Yeah. We landed on an Ask Nancy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have right here, Elizabeth. Please, come up, because you have to get your takeaway. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you land on an Ask Nancy, okay. you also get um, a signed sticker of our faces signed by Nancy Opal. Thank you. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> see on eBay. My question is, I saw a show called Aspects of Love. Triumph of Love. Triumph of Love. I was I'm not so sorry. No, no, not Aspects. Triumph of Love, which starred Ms. Opal. 
And I would love to, it was a famous Broadway flop, but it's great. And I'd love to hear, I loved it, get the record. I'd love to hear a story about it, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, um, I had been in other shows where things were sort of in a state of flux a lot, i.e. Sunday in the Park with George. <laughs> it was in a state of flux until just about a week before we opened on Broadway. Um, and that's an interesting, challenging situation because you watch things go away that you were doing that you thought were real good and stuff like that. That also happened in Triumph of Love. Um, it was in, what, 87, 88? Something around, sometime around there. Uh, Oh, was it 90? Oh, I'm sorry, yes, it had to be 90, because my daughter was, yeah, my daughter was about seven years old. That's right, that's right. I'm real bad about dates, but thank you for that, because that makes me stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, so the dates are something somebody else is going to have to keep me honest about. Um, so I was originally hired to understudy, well, actually stand by, for someone named Elaine Boozler. Anybody know who she is? Yes. Stand-up comedian. All right. Oh, now that, now that Margot's gone, I guess I can tell this story about this. Um, they did this out of town before I was involved, and it was supposedly great. Mary Beth Peel was in it, Susan Egan, uh, 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 Robert Lapone, in fact, I think w was in it out of town. And um, they sort of did a lot of recasting because um, Susan at the time, she didn't really have a, a bankable kind of name, so... Um, they said they needed some people with with some some you know above the title kind of uh, cachet. So they hired. Let's see who was about first. I'm going to say Elaine. It was among the first because people knew who she was. Unfortunately, she'd never done a musical before, um, and this was a real musical. I mean, this was really a musical. And so. Um, she got hired, then uh, Betty Buckley was, was in it, um, F. Murray Abraham. We could do a whole thing on him. Uh, podcast. Bring it yeah, podcast on F. Murray Abraham. Uh, uh, Chris Sieber was in it, um, Kevin Chamberlain, Roger Bart. So the three of us, Kevin and, and Roger and I, were, were sort of the underlings who... who ran around and, and, and sort of tried to make everything happen. Because there was a, you know, one of those unrequited, mismatched, kind of a love story sort of a thing. Um, and honestly, it was, a, to me, it was more about the season we were in than anything else. Because at that time, it was ragtime that opened that same season. And no, no. It, it was Lion King. Lion King? Lion King. And, and, it was, and we were all, and we were all, I think, um, fall openings. Um, so it was a very, oh, Sideshow was that year too. So, so Sideshow was that year too. So it was, it was a very challenging thing to just get, to just get the audience um, because there was so much to choose from. Um, and Sideshow, we both uh, were kind of getting started around the same time. And someone, <laughs> Lar, John Lar, came and did a big thing about Triumph of Love. And it was real splashy and real beautiful in the magazine. And someone, I think it must, was it Frank Rich at that time? Probably it was. 
back then? Yeah. So anyway, he thought that he was sort of really into the sideshow camp, and he thought it was unfair that, <laughs> that John Lahr, isn't this funny that this goes on? It's stupid. That John Lahr had written a splashy article. And so he did whatever he could to say as many mean things about our show as he could. And he really did. He really, truly did. He said that I had a please love me smile. Oh. Does this Damn. smile look like a please love me smile? <laughs> photo op, photo op. I don't give a shit if you love me. show there was a number that we did the our last okay this is an indelible moment in my mind and I probably should save this for another spin an indelible moment in my mind was our final performance because we had diehards that came back 8 10 12 times in those few months that we were open and that last performance um, the boys and I did uh, henchmen are forgotten which is this great number of like henchmen are forgotten when the dirty work is done and it was the three of us it's an adorable number. And Betty Buckley timed it backstage. We got a minute and a half standing ovation in the middle of the show. I've never had, I've never had a, a, a show-stopping moment like that before or since. I mean, not that I was in. So <laughs> they may have happened, but I wasn't around. Because um, that's a long time. And it, for Betty Buckley to take out her watch and start timing it. Yeah, you like knew, a minute and a half doesn't you sound like a long be, time. You know it had to be long. Go home and just stand in your living room and clap for 90 seconds. Right, it's a long time. And we were just like this. I can't believe this is happening. So that was really cool. Anyway, um, yes, I do suggest that, that you go and get it because it's a great score. There's also, there's also stuff, I think there's stuff that is, either isn't in the cast album or stuff that we didn't do. I can't remember. Um, is if I Cannot Love, was it, was it, was it in the cast album? Yes. If I Cannot Love? I think so. Am I wrong? I don't know. da 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 dum da 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 I mean, the most glorious song. If you want to hear a song gloriously sung by not me, but Betty Buckley, <laughs> that nobody knows because nobody really knows the show, believe me, go listen to If I Cannot Love. It's Homework. absolutely stunning. Yeah, you can get it. Oh, great. Shall we? Yeah, sure. Uh, next spin. Oh, Broadway firsts. Ooh. Let's choose one. Okay. Tell us about the first time you were with a show that went and like did a TV spot and how you had to... Like a Rosie O'Donnell or the Today Show or... Oh, you mean you get to pick the first? Oh, unless you have a first that oh, you're itching to one. share. Let us have it, Nancy. I have, a, I have a few. Opal Trump's How about Locked on the Set? during a performance. How about that one? <laughs> tell, tell. You want to hear that one? Yeah. Yes. I also have a, the first and only time I flew in a show. That was recent. That was, that was uh, Honeymoon in Vegas. Ooh, you all, oh, but you all nice. can look at this. You guys can go into YouTube and look up Honeymoon in Vegas, Nancy Opal. You will see me come out with 22 seconds left in the show, up in the flies. I come out and I turn upside down. And I hang upside down, singing my guts out. And they had to stop the show with 22 seconds left to get me down, and then we, and then we finished. 
I'm going to tell you something. I was I wasn't even scared, and it was scary. I was just like upside down like this. <laughs> Betsy loves you. <laughs> Go be happy. Betsy loves you. Right? I am upside down in an Elvis outfit. <laughs> and they came. They came and they came and saved me. But that was kind of amazing. Okay, now I'm going to tell the other one yeah broadway first yeah oh locked out locked out there are a million of them happened in evita because i was in it for a long time you know at the end of the show um well this is the broadway set sorry the old broadway set the first one not the one that looks like a chi chi's um (laughs) the uh it was um it were these just these two platforms and there was just a, 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 a a a door between us that's it. So it's at the end, and she's mad at Perone, and Perone is mad at Ava. And blah, blah, blah. So they just had a work call, and <laughs> they had worked on the door that was between our two rooms. There were, there were no walls. It was just the door. So there was a time that he says something, and I have to get up and very, and it, with great hauteur, walk around, open the door, and come in and go, yes. He goes, da 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 And I go, And I went, oh my God, they fixed the door and they've locked it. Well, I have to go on with the show. And I went, okay, okay. Now I'm at this point 24. Yeah, I'm about 24. 24. 24. And I go like, I said, okay, all right, forget it. You know what? Be serious. They're going to hate it right at first, but it'll be okay. And I stepped downstage around it and walked through. The audience kind of went like this. (laughs) (laughs) Because, of course, they did. But they were okay because I was serious. And they knew, like, oh, she's, Ava Ava Prone's going to be pissed at us if we laugh too much. (laughs) So so I go. (laughs) Can't have that. So I go over to that side. And we go, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And in my eyes, I'm, like, giving him the don't go through the door eyes, you know. Because you're going to follow me, but don't go through the door. Got it? Got it? Don't go through the door. As I'm singing, I'm going, mm-mm. I'm giving him, because he knew what happened. He saw it happen. I go, don't go through the door. It is locked. So when I go back, I just went straight downstage of it. Did they laugh? No, of course they didn't, because they knew it was broken. They were with me and everything like that. So I go back in, and he's supposed to stand up and follow me. And he started to stand up. And follow me, and I went, no way. He's not going to. Oh, my God, he's not going to. He's not going to. (laughs) (laughs) The place went nuts. (laughs) You know, and I looked at him with the eyes of, you're an asshole. I, I looked at him with those eyes, you know. But... I, that was, that was, I have a million stories. That's a Broadway blooper, too. That was two spins in one. Oh, totally. Oh, oh, how about my second? We'll do a blooper. Who cares about that thing? Okay. <laughs> Not Nancy Opa. No, there was a, no, this is a good blooper. Although you can listen, you can, you can listen to a lar- Oh, Dana, come stand by me. Okay. 
I had a, I had a major thing. Seth Rudetsky has it on his thing of this was like my major one. This was my second time on. Nobody told me that when the Casa Rosada bridge goes back, because there weren't like wireless things back then. We had cable bundles about this big, <laughs> you know, connecting all of the all of the microphones to the Casa Rosada microphones were up there. So the whole thing goes back, and Ava comes out in a big white dress, floating, 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 while Mandy Patinkin's down there going, hi, flying dog. He's down there doing that. And I go, oh, this is my second, this is the second time on. I go, I go, I go. My toe hits the cable bundle that in a year of being in the show, no one mentioned to me that there's a cable bundle there, and there's only a spotlight on my face. So I didn't see it. It was just dark down there, and I just flew onto my face in the Casa Rosada dress. Ava down. And I went, and I'm thinking to myself, this is bad. (laughs) This is so, so darn bad. And I said, get up as fast as you can. Maybe they won't even notice. So I try to get up. I try to get up. I don't know how many of you have been flat on your face in a hoop skirt, but. Show of hands. But it is not easy to get up. My heel catches in the hoop. Now what is happening? Now what is happening? Oh, not the knitting. Not the knitting. Don't let the knitting. Okay. Now what's happening? I'm on the ground like this. My heel is caught. I'm trying to get up, and this is what happens. <laughs> I can't get up. And he's singing, and does Mandy Patinkin get up and help me up? No, he does not. Nancy Opal is laying on the floor. I am lying on the floor, and I'm rocking back and forth. The girl who's supposed to come up and help me get out of the dress, all right, she's sort of like Munch's silent scream over there. She's like this. Silent scream or the home alone face. It was all could be either. So so finally, finally I just went <laughs> yanking she, her head back. She comes out, she trundles me up, I'm standing up, she takes me out of the dress, and I went, Oh, Juilliard, Juilliard education, please help me now. How do I justify this? And in my head, I'm getting out of the dress, and I go. I'm going to give them foreshadowing of my uterine cancer. No. No. Oh, yes. That's what I did. And I'm still in show business today. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, I'm dead. I've passed away. We Um, we have very few minutes left, but I want to see if there are any other Ask Nancys because you're here and it's your time. Come on up, babe. I know you're a privilege to pee, girl. I am. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, so speaking of privilege to pee, yeah. um, I was just wondering, when you first got the sheet music and saw the G, was your face just like, like what was your reaction? Like, oh, I have to sing You know this? what? This is really interesting. Because I did not do um, the, uh, the um, what do you call it when they did it way downtown? No, way, way, way downtown. When it's... 
Fringe. Oh, the Fringe. It was the French. It got it got sort of discovered at the French Festival, and I was not in it then. So they had made this little CD of it, right? To listen to. Well, first of all, John Rando sent me the script and this little CD, and I went, "This is the best thing I've ever read in my life." And, I mean, I really did, because I mean, I got I got to the cop song, and I said, "This is genius." I mean, it was genius from the moment I opened it up. So, I but the first song, which was basically the first song, was basically "Privilege to Pee," and she was mixing it. Right? Should she go, the politicians in that wisdom saw that's going to be a law? The politicians. And I went, oh, oh. <laughs> it, just, it just felt like so much work to do that. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it was just so much like flipping, flipping. I was just like, oh, I said, oh, I don't know. And I thought, okay, I can't do it that way, so I'll just do it my way. So I never paid attention really to the notes. I really didn't. So I got there, Eddie Strauss, Eddie Strauss, may he rest in peace, was our musical director. And he said, well, okay, so we're going to learn this song. And then Mark, um, um, Mark, Mark Holman and Greg Kodas are going to come in and listen. Um, so he said, how do you want to do it? I said, listen, Eddie, I kind of want to belt the whole thing. And he went, you sure that you want to belt the whole thing? I went, yeah, I'm going to try it because I, I think it'll sound better. I think it'll just be better. It'll be like one voice as opposed to five. So we did it. And he goes, wow, that was great. Okay, we can do it like that. And so I didn't really pay attention to the key because we didn't try any other key. We just did it the way it was written. So I did the thing. Mark and Greg come in, and, and Eddie goes, we think she's going to belt it. And they went like this. <laughs> you know that color me dubious look? And they were both like, okay, why don't you try it for us? Here's the thing that's great about it. It sealed, it sealed my fate with the show because, because there were probably times as it kind of went on and we were going to go to Broadway that they may have seen some people for it. And you know what? It was mine. And, and it, it, no, it was just mine. It was just mine at that, at that point. So it was all good. But, but that's how it happened. I mean, it was just kind of dumb because people go, what is that high note? And I go, I don't know, beats me. <laughs> no, I really didn't know until till we got to Broadway and we were probably in previews. But you all know that was at 9-11. I mean, 9-11 happened in the middle of our preview period, which was crazy. And we all, you know, I mean, you guys who were here, I mean, you remember when you go like, is this the end of, I mean, is this the end of New York? Maybe. Is this the end of Broadway for sure? You know, I mean, it was just, it was just really a, a tough time. But interestingly, we had an awful lot of grounded flight attendants who were there came, coming to see the show. And they go, we didn't think we could laugh, but here we are. So, yeah. I believe we are at time. Right. But please thank Nancy Opal. Yes. Uh, the clock. Look at that. Look at that. What a queen. What a queen. I was hoping to get to Anything Goes, but I because I could have talked about how I had to learn how to really tap dance for that show. <laughs> because I second covered, I had I was doing Hope Harcourt, the debutante, and I had to second cover Patty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I never thought I would ever go on because I was second cover, but I went on for a week. 
Listen because more. that's what you do. Listen Amazing. more about Nancy with Nancy on Tuesday on In the Room with Stephen and Dana. We're part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Follow us at In the Room Pod. Yes. All of the things. Something we like to do at the end of all of our episodes is create a chord of bye. And we'd like to try it with you guys. And yes, please. It always starts with Stephen. Bye. Bye. Nicely done. You sang with Thank Nancy. Thank you so Opal. much, Broadway Con. Thank you, Nancy. In the Room with Stephen and Dana is produced by Stephen Farizy and Dana Craig. Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize, and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Weiner, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessieweiner.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at InTheRoomPod. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.